When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins! There's no green light! The race of the year! Forget about it! I don't want to hear nothing else! Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And y'all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh, my! Shannon Bad wins it! Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a wave model. Oh, hell yeah! At the line, it's gonna be Jonathan Gavin-Pont! This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for... It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth Dirt Late Model 3. Swap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard slides out. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. I would do look at this thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. It has been a hot minute, but never fear. Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live is back in a brand new surroundings. For the first time ever, our Tuesday night tradition comes to you from the new studio here at DirtOnDirt.com, one that we took over two months to get just right, but I personally think we absolutely nailed it. I am Michael Rigsby, and welcome to the 2019 return of Late Model Live, and we are so, so happy that you are joining us, whether it be at this very second and you're watching it live or watching it on demand later in the week. We get to show off all of our hard work tonight, and I'm very excited about that. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and Dirt on Dirt Live director, Michael Turn Reiners. Turn, say hello to the people from your new perch Hello, people. Uh, hello, hello, people, he <laughs> says. And and also, not, not only turn tonight, uh, but this is going to happen on Late Model Live a little bit this year. We're going to have a, I don't want to call him a special guest turn. I don't know how special he is. Well, shows. I mean, special. But we get to do this now with the new studio. Look who else is with us on Late Model Live tonight. Look at him. Look how he's just kind of cocked back to turn. <laughs> you know, he's just like relaxing. There's no like uh, eagerness to his poise or pose at all over there, you know. He's just, there you go, better. That's Derek uh, D. Swab Kessinger. Derek, welcome to the new studio, buddy. I'm like very honored to finally get the co-host with you. Oh, wait, co-host is... I mean, uh, what do you call it then? Uh, turn, co-hosting seems strong, okay, don't you Just think? to be in the presence of you at the same time during Late Model Live. Usually it's just me and Turn when you're... Uh, out and about, so I get to see your beautiful face across the way. You guys get to see my beautiful face at home, so it works out perfectly. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, I wanted to show the studio off a little bit before we got too far down the rabbit hole. Turn, give me the aerial shot overall, if you could, please, so I can take a look at that real quick. Um, there it is. I, turn kind of slow dissolve there. He's kind of getting his rhythm back, too, a little bit. You take a look at around the studio, and like I said, we're, we're really happy with how it turned out. Uh, everything from the right up behind me, all late models, all the time shelf with the old school Rick Eckert and Steve Francis die cast 
So just everything in here is really about something that shaped my life in journalism or dirt late model racing or sports or gambling. You know, there were huge sports fans as well. Uh, you see like the Fairbury doors over there, the panoramic, the historical dirt late model photos on the wall right here. Bloomquist and Pinsboro and Bristol covered in dirt and Brian Burkoffer, Chicago Bears stuff, old press passes from races and Packers games and everything that I've covered. The W turn, I got to get it right. The W flag there that they handed out the night the Cubs uh, hoisted the World Series championship, uh, autographed Brian Urlacher helmets, just memorabilia on memorabilia. It, this, this studio is just a living, breathing interpretation of my life and journalism and things to do with Turn and Derek as well. The very cool DOD circus lights here that my wife had made for me that I love so much. And Turn, come back to uh, the main, sh main shot or this one. I think this one right here, Turn. Uh, you see behind me over the corner here. No, Turn, I got to get it right. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. I'm doing the yo-yo. <laughs> that picture right there of my wife Amber and I. That is the very first night of DirtOnDirt.com ever back in 2007 at Josh King's Florence Speedway. That's us toasting a beer. I had that made into a wall wrap and put it in the corner so kind of never forget where we came from. Just everything in this studio, Turn, if you could show the overhead again, is just an embodiment of what this company is, who we are as people, and everything else. Uh, Suave, it's, it's pretty neat to be able to come into work uh, in, in a spot like this every day, isn't it? Yeah, but you forgot to mention one uh, beautiful piece of Yes, there, Kevin Weaver. So <laughs> he's always gonna be watching me. And uh, yeah, it took us a few weeks to hang up everything. I think there's like what over 120 100, pieces, 130 now 130? approaching. Yeah, yeah 130 so, pieces in here. So yeah, because I'm a Duke fan, so I love it. And uh, got a couple different uh, items. You got my faces uh, hidden throughout. Little the, swath talk faces yes, all over the place. Turn, the, you got one over your shoulder. Yes, Can you see it? Turn, yeah, turn, show us that one. I want to see it. A little swath I'm talk face. Watching, turn. There he is, right? <laughs> He's always watching. Turn gets a little Chicago Bears love in oh, there yeah. as well over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so. oh, yeah. I love that that you always have Derek over your shoulder. Yeah, turn. you love it. I don't. I don't know if I. You do don't yet. know if you love it or not. But I just wanted to show the people. I think uh, we're going to do a tour of the studio on Facebook in the coming weeks. Maybe even tomorrow, Derek and I might uh, use the Teradek or something like that, or just kind of use our phones even and do a Facebook Live around the studio, just so people can see things. When we did our Facebook Live hit last week. I had so many people reach out to us and say, I want to see what's in there. So I think we will do a walkthrough. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like I said, we're very proud of it. We're very excited to be able to broadcast from it. And uh, really sets us up uh, for the future uh, as well. Enough of that, though, Turn. It was a busy weekend of the world of Dirt Lake Model Racing. And here's something I think you're going to hear a lot of this year. Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Shepard win. And they did it on the same weekend. It happened this past weekend on the Lucas Oil Tour and the Illini 100 on the Outlaw side for Shepard. I have set the over-under, Derek, at five and a half times this year. Those two win on the same weekend. I'm taking the over. Suave, am I right about that or no? Well, I think Sheppy's going to win a lot during the season because he's on a tear right now. So we just I think it's going to rely on oh. JD to get over <laughs> five and a half. But I'm going to go like six and a half, seven. So I think I like your line at five and a half. Kind of reminds me of the over-under last night in the national championship game. Yeah, the Derek did bet the over. In turn, I like that. You're having to get used to the new camera switches. Yeah, My favorite no, thing, it's... you switched to yourself and you, you went, oh. The Ultimate Series was at Volunteer Thursday in conjunction with Bristol, of course. And then for the first time ever, they were at Friendship on Saturday. We will recap those shows. And for pay attention, something I am very, very, three varies, very excited about tonight. You may have seen recently that Kyle Strickler is finally getting that big-time late-model chance and we've talked about it forever in that Wells family ride with David and Eric. And it got me thinking, in our sport, just how hard is it to get your shot? 
We know that NASCAR doesn't really operate on the talent-first motive anymore when picking drivers. I want to know, has that drifted down to our sport a little bit, too? We're going to talk to Kyle himself about that, a guy that could have been in a big-time late-model ride a decade ago, as far as I'm concerned, and then discuss who else deserves the shot, moving up from modifieds to late models. I want to know who else he thinks deserves the shot as well. Our own Ali Collis returns with a fresh installment of Ali's World as we see some hilarious stuff in the social media world of late model racing. Suave is making his locks from the new studio. A live lock of the week, Suave. How do you feel about that? I mean, it maybe it'll give me better luck because I struggle in these uh, type of things. I'm 0 for 2 lifetime throughout a season <laughs> against Turn. One in Turn three just relaxes. This year. He is, he does, I mean, he just relaxes and watches me fail miserably. But I think this is the year where I make a little... Run. I know I'm like, what, one and three right now in the year? So Yeah, not good. Yeah, not it's, good. I, it's over probably. And uh, by the way, Dirt Track fans, before you keep dogging NASCAR crowd sizes, God, Dirt Track fans love to talk about how bad the crowd was at Bristol. Let's all calm down. I'm going to look right into the camera later, turn, and have a serious conversation with Dirt Track fans about NASCAR and dogging on NASCAR. So everybody, pay it. They, that's not pay attention for this week. But pay attention to me later, all right? Lucas Oil has a four-race swing coming up. We'll preview that with Devin Moran. And don't forget, for the first time ever, we are live. Turn, throw that graphic up from Ray Cook's Spring Nationals this weekend. Just 10 bucks. You can watch Clay Valley. I'm excited to see that new racetrack in Smoky Mountain this weekend. We are partnering with Speed Shift on this as our ever-expanding coverage continues to grow. 10 bucks. You can watch Clay Valley in Smoky Mountain this weekend. It is the 13th season of Dirt on Dirt coverage. We are live. We are kicking. Let's get the new studio officially broken in. Broken. Broken in turn. I'm ready. Here we go. Five things. Let's go. Number one on five things, some might think there was a debate about where to start this show, but not for me. Ross Bales wins a Lucas Oil race. That was all the farther I needed to look. As the Lucas Tour rolled into the totally frigging awesome 411 Motor Speedway for the first time, it's only fitting that it got a first-time Tour winner. Us late model nerds, now we've known about Ross Bales for a while, the Clover South Carolina driver. He's the proud owner of 13 Carolina Clash wins four ultimate wins, a Southern All-Stars victory, and more crate wins than you can shake a stick at. He's for sure on the short list of, I wonder if that guy had a good ride, how good he'd be list. Well, this year, he's partnered with Barry Wright in the house car, and I think he may have found a home. And his first ever trip to 411, that's getting lost in the shuffle, by the way. He leads all 50 laps, survives this late race restart. There were seven cautions as well, this one with three to go, and he pulls away for the biggest super late model win of his life. He may have led the entire way, but trust me, this one never felt easy for Bales. I felt good on the bottom, and then when we got in lap traffic, I was slowing way up, and I knew I knew I needed to search around or do something different, and about, that, about the time I was thinking it, my crew guy told me to move up, and once I did, it felt really good up there, and I was able to get by, I think, Hudson or somebody. Um, and then I was just trying to, uh, you know, not bust the tires loose or anything like that. It's unbelievable. I mean, it seems like we've been trying for forever and just can't get it done. So, and to come to a new place like this and, and get it done here is just, you know, kind of unimaginable. But uh, we were able to get it done and it, it feels really good. 
Shout out to the promoter of 411 as well. Our friend Mitch McCarter looks like he hit a home run. Look at that crowd with the Lucas series. Mitch is one of the good guys in the sport, and I wanted to tip my hat to him. 411, man. I've been saying it for years. It's a badass joint. Number two on five things from the unexpected of Ross Bales winning to the, yeah, we saw that coming, of Jonathan Davenport winning at North Georgia. Saturday night in the Peach State, JD said, enough of this Cinderella stuff. It looked for a while like David Payne in that eight car might pull a second straight night of an upset on tour as Payne was fast qualifier, won his heat, led the first 20 laps of the feature, but Davenport right here wasn't having it. He slips under the eight car on lap 20 and would survive 10 caution flags for the win. Remember, JD's about 90 miles he grew up from North Georgia, but it's surprisingly never won a late model race at that racetrack. As is often the case in spring races, the track was a little rough and tumble, but JD was able to use his experience on the red clay to his advantage. I think it was anywhere on the racetrack was pretty treacherous, really. But um, all this rain, you know, they, they did the best they could. But I kept moving around. You know, I, I tried to ride and ride and try to stay out of the holes. Then I, I finally went to the top. I knew I was losing ground off turn four here. I've seen so many people get passed off turn four here. But I never could find a line where I could get to the bottom and catch the brown like I needed to. So I just tried to keep my momentum up. And just uh, I really drove a different line than ever, I've ever driven here. So maybe that's what won me the race. Remember also, this is the home track of JD's crew chief, Jason Durham. So it really was a special weekend for the 49 team. Overall, also 411 in North Georgia. These weren't your dry, slick affairs. If you're a fan of moisture in the racetrack, you got your fill this weekend. I know drivers do not always love it, but for a change of pace, it was fun to see. Fun weekend for the Lucas guys. Congrats to Rick Schwally and everybody. Two new series tracks. Number three, Brandon Shepard. Yeah, he's... He's really good right now. The guy that started the season on a white hot streak continues to kick ass and take names. This time in his home state of Illinois is the driver of the Rocket House car grabbed his third Illini 100 win. This one for 15 grand, which, by the way, was the highest winner's check in super late model racing so far this year. Sheppy had just a hell of a battle with Tanner English and Ricky Weiss just shy of halfway. But if you've seen as many laps at Farmer City as I have, you knew it was just a matter of time until that blue one car got the lead and he was not about to give it up. He even said afterwards, though, when he got the lead right here from Tanner English, he, he wasn't as sure as I was that it was over, but but I knew turn. It was over as soon as he got the lead. Uh, not necessarily, but, you know, the way our car is right now, clean air is, like, huge. If we can get clean air, we can roll. You know what I mean? So that's... It, it, it's definitely, in my mind, I was like, okay, I need to get the lead early so that I can, you know, clear my head and get the right line ran in and figured out where I need to be at and uh, it's hard to you know run a second there when the guy in the lead is in the right line and you're chasing trying to find a different line you kind of find some other lines and stuff and uh, so that was my goal just when I was running second or even third there just to kind of move around search around see where I can find speed or or lose speed and luckily uh, there pretty early in the race I found the line where that I thought would potentially uh, be the place to be at the end of the night and uh, you know I didn't have to race it there early but I knew it was there and then uh, you know I got a ton of laps around this track also <laughs> so that that helps too but you know our car is just phenomenal right now like I said the, the crew and Mark Richards and everybody at Rocket Chassis has done a heck of a job it's just a it's a fun deal. So far this year there have been 10 World of Outlaws races D-Swap Derek Kessinger Shepard has won six of them 
Despite that, though, Brandon's lead over Darrell Lanigan is only 58 points. Either way, I have a hard time seeing Shepard not continue to roll on the Outlaws. Number four, Sheppy won the big prize at Farmer City and came close to sweeping the weekend Friday as well. But it was Brian Shirley who was able to hold off Brandon barely and just hang on for the $6,000 25-lapper Friday night. This one was interesting for a few reasons. First, look at this. Shirley won the race. But look at this. He was almost on his lid heading into turn three a night after an inch of rain fell at Farmer City. E, that was scary. That had his second bad flip of the year, the first one back at Gold Isles in February. And then Brandon did everything but pass him late in this race. But the Chatham, Illinois driver stuck out front, got the win. And he couldn't help but thinking when this one was over, somebody was looking out for him from above. Yeah, I definitely did too. I was like, holy cow, please. This is, you know, it was definitely a mirror image of, you know, looking like at Swain or uh, Brunswick. So thankfully, like I said, the good Lord, he gave us a mulligan and we was able to come back down and uh, hang on and get the win. Brian is still seventh in World of Outlaws points. And despite Rick Eshelman's best attempts to get him to commit to the tour for the year, I don't see that happening. I think Brian settles into a hit and miss schedule for the remainder of the season. Finally, number five, the Ultimate Southeastern Series kicked off this racing weekend with a Thursday nighter at Bulls Gap. Volunteer Speedway's 10,000 win spring thaw. Turn, I went to this race all the way back in the late 90s. It was 38 degrees the night I was there. Dale, McDare, Dale McDowell was there that night, and Dale McDowell was there Thursday as well, and he was damn good in this battle with Jimmy Owens. He took the lead from him on lap 32 in heavy heavy lap traffic, and then he was able to control the rest of the race from that point on. It was McDowell's third win in three weeks. It was a fun night at Bulls Gap. Ultimate took Friday off and made their way to Friendship Motor Speedway in Elkin, North Carolina for 4,000 to win Saturday. First time the tour had ever run at that racetrack. Only 12 cars made their way to, uh, to Elkin, but it didn't matter to Zach Mitchell. He's four grand richer after leading flag to flag. McDowell and Mitchell, big winners on this Ultimate weekend. Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, it's, it, I knew it was going to be rough. Uh, Brandon jumped up through there early, and uh, we had a little bit different right front tire, and I pushed her early a couple of laps. And then uh, when Jimmy was got in that lap traffic, it's so hard to lead, but he's so good in that stuff. Um, you know, so it was just really picking a lane that, that he wasn't in and trying to see if I could get some straight line traction. So Shane made some good adjustments on the car, and, and the car was pretty good. So uh, it was a good night for her easy go hot ride. Oh, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, this means the world to me. Uh, you know, we worked our tails off, like I said earlier on this thing. Man, we uh, we really put in a lot of work. You know, probably probably work on these things harder than we really work at our uh, actual jobs. But uh, you know, I can't thank <laughs> I can't thank my dad, Jason, uh, my girlfriend, Tim, Mike, Dalton, uh, Landon. Uh, you know, all my sponsors, Wesley Page. Uh, Clot Synthetics, Clary Hood Incorporated, Eubanks Oil Company, Clements. Uh, Got to let the big guys see you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, all my, all my big sponsors and all my help, I know I'm probably forgetting something, but, uh, you know, I really had to hustle that thing for about 40 laps, and, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, kind of out of breath. Win for Mitchell was the third Ultimate Series victory of his career. He also is the early season points leader. Turned that was from the new studio, our first official five things. Boys, how'd I do? How'd I do? And, and a little uncomfortable. How to get my surroundings? How'd I do? Pretty solid, Dad. I thought you were uh, excellent. You uh, had good grammar and everything. You were just <laughs> solid. And yeah, it's, it is hard to get used to. You know, looking at the cameras when you're used to being in the old studio, but. Practice makes perfect. You'll be back, and you are doing a fantastic job. Turn. Don't worry, Dad. Turn.
Um, I don't know. I mean, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Turn screw off. Uh, I had two really good <laughs> options for pay attention this week and was probably going to go a different direction with it. But when I saw the news that Kyle Strickler got that Wells family ride, of course, going to be driving alongside Eric. Eric's going to do some shows, too. It sort of made me adjust my pay attention on the fly. But I will say this next week, next week's pay attention, we are going to talk NASCAR and dirt track racing. It seems to me the two are inching closer and closer towards each other with every passing year and every passing month. Well, that'll be next week. We're going to talk about that next week. But this week, Kyle Strickler inspired me. He's a big-time mod driver. He got a really good late-model ride. I want to not only know who's next, but just how hard those rides are to come by. It's a worthy topic here, right? It feels to me like these, these mod guys... Harrison, McKinney, Hunter Marriott, Kyle Strickler, David Strimmey. Uh, there's like more of them, I think, are going to start dabbling in late models. Am I right or wrong about that? I mean, how could you not? I mean, nowadays, modifies are catching up into the cost of super late models and the pay, you know, difference at late models obviously have way more better paying shows. So if we can get guys like Kyle Strickler, you know, have some good runs. We've seen Ricky Thornton in that 33 Haley car a couple years ago. Nick Hoffman has done pretty well in the late late model, and he's obviously excellent to modified. So I think the trend is that we're going to get more and more modified guys into late models. I think so, too. We talked with Kyle Strickler about that. Uh, just how hard are these rides to come by? How hard is it to move up the ranks? That is what we are paying attention to with Kyle Strickler this week. The news broke on April 1st, but it was not an April Fool's Day joke. Kyle Strickler, noted and very accomplished, I should say, modified standout, would get to run regularly in a super late model for David and Eric Wells this season. Kyle, I'm going to skip the obvious first question of how excited are you? I think I can fill in the blank there because I know the answer to that. But really the crux of pay attention, our segment that we do every week this week is how hard are these rides to come by? You dabbled in the Gavin Landers car last year where you went down and won an exciting Gumbo Nationals. And obviously, I think it's safe to say if you could have been driving a super late model full-time, you probably would have at this point. So tell us, Kyle, from a guy that is in a so-called, and I'm going to use air quotes, lower level, and I'm using air quotes strongly here of modified racing, to get an opportunity like this, first of all, how hard is it? How close have you been in the past, secondly? And just kind of take us through this this step, if you will, in a modified guy's career. Yeah, what, what I like to um, yeah, to uh, match it up against or to um, to tell a lot of people here lately is I think that uh, Lamar racing is a lot like the uh, NASCAR stuff was in the uh, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, where um, you're getting a lot of media attention and we're going from, uh, you know, it was always a big deal, but it was, um, not nearly as mainstream as it's getting right now. So, um, it's getting to where it's extremely hard and you have, uh, extremely well-funded kids coming up through the ranks that, uh, have a lot to bring to the table to these big car owners and, and, um, things like that. So, um, Living in Mooresville, North Carolina, I know all about uh, how hard it is to <laughs> uh, make a racing career solely on talent. Um, I uh, I compare it to moving to Hollywood and trying to become an actor um, to what it's like when, when you're down here. And, and uh, I've been in dirt racing my whole entire life, and it's when I first moved down to uh, to North Carolina in 2006, I thought, you know, here I am, uh, what I thought was 
big time race car driver. I'm going to move down there and just uh, jump in a super late mile and get a ride right off the bat. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's taken me from 2006 till 2019 to get a my first real shot at a, a long term deal where I can compete week to week. You know, you segued literally perfectly into my next question. I almost, as I'm sitting here kind of looking at my notes, I was thinking about asking it to you in a different way, but I'm still, I'm still just going to, I'm going to read it kind of as I had it written because I think you covered it so well. We're going to talk more about NASCAR next week, and all of a sudden this amount of NASCAR attention that's being paid to dirt track racing, specifically short track racing and late model and sprint car racing. Um, but it used to be in NASCAR, a super talented dirt track guy would come along Somebody in NASCAR with a ton of money, a team owner or somebody, would find or fund this person, thinking Tony Stewart, thinking Jeff Gordon, these classic dirt track names. We'll, we'll talk next week about how you mentioned it doesn't really work that way anymore, but it kind of it, it, it used to work that way in late model racing. You used to be able to just be good and find somebody to sort of help you out in a way. Is that a thing of the past as well? Is it becoming, like you said, it's kind of about the money in late model racing and sprint car racing and even modified racing a little bit now that it's not just you're talented and you can be good. That was something that was pure about dirt late model racing. Is that purity chipping away a little bit, do you think? Uh, I, I believe it is, but also I think it's for the greater good or, of our sport. Um, it's getting so mainstream now that these guys you know, like Brandon Shepard or Jonathan Davenport or Tim McCready are becoming superstars across the country. You know, it, it you know, from when I, I grew up watching guys like Kenny Brightville and Bob McCready, Timmy's dad. And, and I always remember Tim McCready when he first got into it, he was a guy that I really looked up to, but it was so regional then, you know, I, we've come from Northeast modified. So now it's with uh, social media and all the media attention, all the great things that you guys do. And, and, um, you know, all the attention that all the races get across the country, these guys are becoming superstars. So with that, you have a lot more people that um, try to skip, the, you know, the hard part. You know, they didn't come out of go-karts. They weren't racing go-karts when they were 5 or 10 and then move up through the ranks to where, um, you know, they have they just made it there on talent. Now you can have a guy who watches these guys go out and watches online or, or on TV and, and says, hey, man, I want to go race um, – I want to go race as a, a super late model. And if you have enough money, you can go do that the following week, you know? So it, it's good and it's helping our sport grow a lot, but it's also hurting, um, hurting the guys that are, uh, that don't have any money and have no funding. And uh, I still think that it, you can still get there. If, if you have the drive to succeed and you want to work hard, eventually you're going to get your shot, um, you know, in the dirt world. You know, NASCAR stuff is almost impossible to break into now um but uh you know the dirt world you can still go um uh, be a part of it and that's why i kind of compare it to the way that the cup racing used to be when you used to be able to go hang out with the drivers and uh, you know that's why i think a lot of people love the the dirt racing now is because you can get so close to uh to the drivers and, and to the teams and be a part of it um you know but it, it's still just like anything else it takes money um, money or hard work, and it depends on how much of each you got. 
Correct, correct me if I'm wrong on something here. I, I look at some of these mod guys now. You know, it's Ricky Thornton Jr., it's Mike Harrison, it's yourself, it's whoever. And I see how expensive modified racing and all racing, but how expensive modified racing has become. And I think to myself, okay, and this is where I'm naive to this, Kyle, so correct me. I think, you know, if, it, if it's costing almost as much to modified race as it does to late model race, why don't they just move up and race for more money? Am I just dead wrong about that, that late model racing is still that much more expensive and you can't just make that move up immediately? Correct me and, and fill in the blanks where I'm wrong there. Well, the motors is what where uh, the big expense is to you know to go from um, two years ago we won a fifty thousand to win modified race with a uh, a six hundred four crate motor that cost um, I think sixty eight hundred dollars you oh, can wow. get it um, so if you're gonna go if you're gonna go win a fifty thousand to win super late mod race you're gonna need a thirty forty fifty thousand dollar super late mod motor at some of these places you go to. Um, and, and the teams are getting so good on the late mile side with the personnel. Um, you know, they, they used to say that the round number, they would take $300,000. You can go run Lucas oil or word of outlaw. Um, now some teams are spending that just in, um, just in personnel or more than that in personnel. And that, that doesn't include motors and haulers and tires, you know, all that stuff. So, um, that's where I think the big difference is for me to, Kyle, you there? So I can go. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I lost it for a second. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. Yep. I have a. I have all the modified stuff too. So, on the the late mile side, I'd have to sell all my modified stuff and reinvest in all the late mile stuff, and then have to go hire guys that are, um, you know, kind of on the inside track of the late mile world to go be able to compete at the uh, prestigious late mile event. Who do you think, Kyle, and I, I want you to be as honest as you can about this. Kyle Strickler's getting his shot this year, per se. You know, the, the Wells family, 30, 40 races, whatever it is, you're going to be at the World of the Dream. You're getting your shot to show us in the late model. Who's next? Pick a modified guy for me that you think deserves the next shot. Who is it? Who's Kyle Strickler putting in a car? Modified guy, not yourself. Um, I, I, I think that uh, a guy that hasn't, already drove some late mile stuff would be uh would be my butter my buddy uh hunter marriott i mean he's uh uh him and i we race on the i'm safe stuff together and and he um he's a very smart kid um and his family has a um they use disaster relief so he has you know some decent funding behind him but he also works very very hard at his uh on his modifieds and and does very well um and he has it i don't believe he's ever um drove a late model before so uh him and i talked and i was he was one of the first persons i called and, and talked to about me getting my shot and, and i know that's the direction he wants to head eventually but um i think that he's uh he'll definitely get there at some point in time i like that we got the itchy trigger finger in here we're so used to seeing mike harrison win that turn actually rolled some mike harrison video before you answered your question i, th I think turn wants to see harrison in a in a late model you you probably don't race against harrison just a ton though do you kyle i I got to race against this Mike Harrison at uh, <laughs> Fairbury, and I I, uh, I have so much respect for Mike. You know what he does in around his his uh, area there. You're you're like not going to beat this guy. Like I go in there and I've been to Fairbury twice, and the second time we almost lapped the entire field, and I still ran second to this guy. And um, when it comes to those places where it's got a cushion, I I thought I was going to roll by him in the slick, and it was going to be lights out. See you later, but. Uh, he seen my nose and got up on the cushion and 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 uh, drove away from me. So, 
um, he is, he's absolutely amazing. And uh, I watched the, the highlights from, uh, uh, from last weekend and what he did there was, was typical Mike Harris and just get up on the wheel and, and go win a race. And I have so much respect for that. And I feel like, um, hopefully he has respect because him and I talk when I go out there and race against him. And, and I feel like we have the same drive to win. Um, and it's, uh, do whatever it takes to, um, do your job behind the wheel and go win races. Last question for you, Cal. What advice, you don't have to, you know, give me every piece of playbook you've had over the years, but what advice do you have for mod guys like yourself to try to take that next step? Give me, give me a piece of advice that you could give to a, a young guy like a Mike McKinney or even like you said, Hunter Marriott or somebody. What is the advice you're giving them? Like you said, it's been 13 years for you now, so maybe it's just sticking to it. But what is the piece of advice Cal Strickler is going to give those guys? Uh, just, you know, work hard on your race cars and, and, uh, do everything you possibly can do to get better and, and win races. I mean, I think there's on both ends of it, you have guys that are extremely talented, but don't, uh, have the drive to work on the car to get better and get faster. And you have guys that, uh, um, enjoy working on the car, but maybe aren't as talented as the next. So it, it takes the whole, the whole package and, you know, persistence will pay off. I mean, like it did for me. And, um, you know, if you work hard and you want to win, I, I tell all my guys that work for me, if you want to win as bad as I do, we're going to win a lot of races. And you're going to go really far in this business. So I think that that's what, uh, that's been beat into my head so many times for the people that I grew up around. And, and, uh, that'd be the one piece of advice that I could give. Kyle, excellent interview as always, man. I love catching up with you. Good luck this year. You are hooked up with some great people in the Wells family. I've known David and Eric a long time. Great people. Good luck this year, man. I think a lot of us in the late model world are pulling for you to really make some noise. Good luck, bud. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, like I said, I can't, uh, I can't thank the Wells family enough for what they've done for me here. They've kind of gone on a limb and gave me a, a shot. And uh, also, um, the Landers family, uh, Lance and Gavin. I mean, it was, that started out right after winning Batesville, going down there and, and literally hanging out in the shop and having a couple of beers and Lance <laughs> believing in me and watching some of my modified stuff and, and giving me a shot in top-notch equipment and being able to go out there and win that race is what pushed me over the top. So can't thank him enough. And then the Wells family, absolutely amazing family. And, and I'm so excited and, and looking forward to this uh, we're going to be racing our first race this weekend. We're, we're testing tomorrow, and our first race is Smoky Mountain this weekend. So everybody be looking out for us because uh, we're going to be uh, coming in hot, as we say. You can actually watch Smoky Mountain live on DirtOnDirt.com this weekend, too. Because you might as well win on a pay-per-view, right? You might as well just go do it in front of a live audience on Dirt on Dirt this weekend, Ex right? Exactly. <laughs> I always I – always, uh, I always joke with Ben Shelton that I always win the big TV races when he when he comes in uh, and interviews or does the TV stuff. We always win those races, so maybe I can uh, parlay that into the late model world too. So we'll see how it goes. Let's not build Ben's ego up too much, okay? Let's pump yeah. the brakes a little, Kyle. I got to keep you. Know, I got to pay this guy. All right, you're gonna drive the cost up yeah. here a little bit. So exactly. All right, thanks, bud. Good luck this year, okay? All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. We are all late models all the time, but our fans are smart enough to so tell me. In the wake of Kyle Strickler getting this late model ride, he said Hunter Marriott, I love that pick by the way, who is next? What modified standout deserves a shot and why? Hashtag late model live at dirt on dirt. My answer, you saw it already, sneak peek is Mike Harrison, I make no bones about it. You tell me late model world, who deserves a shot and why? From the mods to the late models you're watching, Kaiser Manufacturing's late model live. We're back after this.
Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hounds on the market. FK Rodings on everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rodings, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. What a feat here from worst to first. Off turn number four, it's gonna be Mike Harrison picking up the $2,500 feature victory here in the Modifieds. Can we get the people at Farmer City Turn to not walk on the catwalk as much when we're shooting video <laughs> there? Can we possibly get that? I had to show my guy Mike Harrison doing it again this weekend from last to first at Farmer City. Somebody put that guy in a late model. I, apparently, Randy Cordy had him in a late model a little bit. I don't really remember that. Rusty Griffaw told me that today, that, that Mike Harrison ran a late model for Randy Cordy. Derek, do you remember that? I don't remember seeing I, him in a car. No, I do not remember that. And I, think, I believe Rusty, for sure. I think uh, Mike Harrison's uh, son put something about it, too. And I think that yeah. it was like, I don't think he actually raced for Randy Cordy. Was, the way I was reading it, so I think... Uh, Somebody was a little confused there, but yeah, he needs to be in a late model for sure. But I think like McKay Winger should be, oh wait, he's back in a late model. Oh wait, McKay Winger is back at False Cup. Yes, False Cup. So we got him in a late model. Mod Ace there. Shout out to Winger. Does Twitter agree with me or who do the folks online think deserve a shot? Let's take a look at some of these Twitter responses to her. And the question was again, who of the modified world, what big modified guy deserves a shot in a late model turn? You take the first one, my little turn turn. What are the, uh, what are the answers? Our good friend Brendan Bauman there. Why not? Mike Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I agree, Brendan. You, Derek, turn, take a couple. You and Derek can split these up here. Uh, our friend Brett Schultz says, Mike McKinney. I also agree. I would love to see Mike in, uh, in a I've late model. trying to talk Frank Heckenist into putting him in one for a while. Derek, what about you next couple here? Oh, uh, well, I get the one that's like really long. Hashtag late model live. <laughs> Put the Reaper back in a super late model. Ryan Gutson was always fun to watch come through the field. 
with that one race at I-80 coming to mind. No doubt about that, Corey. Uh, he definitely put on a show there, and that's when uh, the race of the year like kind of started booming thanks to James Essex because he was going B-A-N-A-N-A-S bananas during that race. So no doubt about that, yeah. Ryan Gustin, we need him back in the late He was always fun to watch. And then also we got at Nick Hoffman and at David Strimmy or Joe Duvall91. Joe Duvall is a great follow, by the way, on Twitter. He's very, very funny and comical with dirt track racing. Nick Hoffman, he's uh, dabbled in both uh, classes. And, yeah, David Strimmy, come on, Ashley, get him in a, in a late model so we can see him, uh, you know, hit the cushion here in the Midwest sometimes when they come traveling around here. So I like the Joe nice. Duvall name there, too, the upper Midwest guy that, you know, I, I, I like I like some of these names. Yeah. I mean, some low-hanging fruit, obviously, with the Hoffman and those guys who's already won super late model races, but uh, some good variety in turn. I think this next one is one that you pulled. Nobody's yeah. thinking about it this way, but the big block boys turn. I, I like it. I mean, how fun would it be to see uh, Matt Shepard or Stuart Friesen in a late model. I would love it. I think everyone thinks uh, we're from Illinois, so we think immediately when you say late, uh, modified, you think open wheel, UMP, yeah. dirt car modified. But yeah, I mean, Shepard and Friesen, those guys are professional racers. So, and uh, we're if we're going to count those guys, Kovacs boy, Billy Pouch, I know he's I up think, there in age, but let's get him to a late model. Past Come on. His prime, honestly. <laughs> he is out of his prime. You hear that, Kovac? He's washed uh, up. Turn, is that it? Rachel, Rachel One Ashcroft. More. One more. Well, I mean, this guy, right? I mean, come yeah. on. Can't leave him out. Uh, Skyler Looney says Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, obvious. So the obvious ones, the Thornton Juniors, the big block guys, and everybody else. But I still say Mike Harrison, man. Let's let Mike Harrison run the Summer Nationals in a late model. That's what I would like to see. Our wow. last show that we did before taking off for Speed Weeks and then our break to get settled into our beautiful new studio was on January 29th turn. You know, turn has done nothing since January 29th. <laughs> Do you guys know that? He's literally just sat around and done nothing. Yeah. Played Xbox. That's all I did. <laughs> right before that, we told you there was a new title sponsor of the Top 25, and that was our friends at Bill Stein Shocks. We thank Aaron Morey and everybody for coming on board their Freddie Smith commercial that aired during the break. Just an awesome piece that Tim Truex put together. Brandon Shepard was number one four straight weeks. Turn, I doubt his win at the Illini did anything to derail that. Let's take a look at the Bill Stein Shocks Top 25. Sheppy on top, number one. Derek, that's a unanimous number one. Number one with a bullet all. You obviously, Derek, voted for Brandon. Uh, was this your top three or four or five? Shepard, Davenport, Herb, Madden, Owens. Is that how yours looked, Derek? I had the top three right, but I had Owens just a tick ahead of Chris Madden. And then uh, how about the Mac Daddy, which I called last week. He was going to pick up a win. No, you didn't. You said he was going to win one of the Lucas races. You did not say he was going to win I volunteer. Said, no, you said, you said he was going to win at North whatever. Georgia. Is exactly he's what you said. Top but, 10, so he's uh, yeah, Dale McDowell good. vaults up five spots. Uh, Earl Pearson Jr. down a few. Josh Richards and Devin Moran, who we will talk to here in just a second, hangs on at number 10, 11 through 20. Uh, no massive movers and shakers other than Brian Shirley, who jumps from 18th to 12th up six Spots. How about Chase Younghands hanging tight at 15 right there? Clanton, Hudson O'Neill, Michael Page, and Tim McCready, both 19th and 20th. And turn, you always have to give us the newbies. Who are the new guys in the 21 through 25? Two guys, Ross Bales and Jimmy Mars. Jimmy Marza, fresh off Arizona. He said Arizona doesn't count. Arizona was his only other race other than, uh, so far, uh, Farmer City this past weekend, and he said that it doesn't count. He said that was last season. So he said he came out of the box with a really good run. Runner-up, right, Derek, at the Illini on Saturday? Was he second or third? No, second. he was second. He yeah, held second. off Bobby yeah. Pierce at the end. Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, getting a little older, Suave. <laughs> I have to remember my stuff. I mentioned Devin Moran. Uh, Lucas Oil got a big four-race swing coming up this weekend, and I wanted to talk to a guy that uh, we're going to discuss this him here in a second. Derek, if I had asked you 
before the show had started, before anything, if I said, where is Devin Moran and Lucas Points, what would you have said? I would have said... Eighth or ninth. Eighth, you're being serious, right? I'm being dead serious because even if he would ask me last year when he was running the outlaws, I would have said like sixth or seventh, but he's always in the top <laughs> four. He's always quiet and consistent, and he gets a few wins, no matter like usually on the nationally touring series. And yeah, so that was a very, I was very shocked and surprised that he was fourth. Well, guess what? So. He's, yeah, he's fourth. So uh, we yeah. caught up with Devin Moran, a big four race swing for Lucas Oil this weekend as we caught up with Dev from his, uh, and by the way, turn, he said he's answering phones. He's not doing his laundry. He would sell cars at Dunn-Benson if they needed him to. He's literally a jack-of-all-trades right now, Turn. It's basically, he's a secretary down there, I think. I know, he's doing everything. He's doing everything, and Wiley's no help at all. We caught up with Devin Moran, our interview with him now. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is busy right now, starting last Friday with 411 and concluding this Sunday with Port Royal. They'll run six races in nine nights. That's more of a a summer-like situation. You don't often see that volume of races in that short of a span on a national tour, particularly in the springtime. But you know what? We got it this weekend, starting with Atomic Thursday, Sharon Friday, Hagerstown Saturday, and the awesome Port Royal on Sunday. The Lucas guys in total will run eight times in the month of April, their busiest stretch in that month ever in tour history. Let's kick the tires on the weekend preview. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline is the guy currently sitting a very quiet fourth in points, the new driver for Dunn-Benson Motorsports, Devin Moran. Devin, I say four races in four nights. Your response is what? I'm ready to go, you know. Um, <laughs> the only place I haven't raced out of all these places is uh, Hagerstown. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. My first ever dirt race, it was Hagerstown, but it was on a little quarter midget track out back. But I've never raced at the big track, so I'm excited to get there for the first time. Which is sure. crazy, too, because your dad used to go down there all the time. You know, I mean, he, it, people forget, even though he's from Dresden, Ohio, he'd go down there those Stars days, the Konica Chigs and all that. Your dad's got a lot of experience at Hagerstown. Oh, trust me. I'll tell you, he does not let me forget it. He's got a, <laughs> a 50,000 check on the wall that I would always look at. and He'd always bring it up. So hopefully we can go there and have the same luck he did. I remember that 50th anniversary race. Uh, I remember it quite well. We, we sit basically two months into the season. I said before, you're fourth in points. And I'm not sure if I just went out and randomly started asking people where Devin Moran is in the point standings. I think most people would say, I think he's seventh or I think he's eighth. But you've been sneaky, consistent to start the year. Don't give me the canned answer here. I, I want the real, honest, from the heart, from the gut answer. It's early April. How are things going with Dunn Benson? Just, just give me that. You're fourth in points. It's a little bit sneaky. Yada, yada. Just give me the honest answer. How are things going right now as you sit here in April? I mean, honestly, it's obviously we aren't sitting in a bad spot with, with my team in general. Um, it's still a lot of new for Wiley and myself and with Dunn Benson, you know, it's a new driver. It's, it's not easy for anyone to adapt, but we're getting there. It's just, it's a long process. You know, if we win some races, it'll make us get there a little faster. So I just, I got to keep running consistent. I think we've been in the top five for our last five Lucas races. So if we keep doing that, we'll eventually get these wins, uh, especially this weekend. You know, like I said, I, I love these tracks we go to. So it really has been, it's been a good start to the year. Um, we haven't won yet. And that's obviously why I'm here racing. I, I raced the win. I don't, I mean, I race because I love it and everything else, but I race to win. Uh, I'm a very competitive person, so 
It's not going as good as I want it to yet, but it's definitely <laughs> going pretty decent. The four tracks this weekend, Atomic, Sharon, Hagerstown, and Port Royal, I want to touch on all of them with you. Let's start with Atomic. I know it's one of your favorite tracks, but we'll go through them all, and I will kind of guide you one by one. Atomic first. Describe it to the people. You don't have to go on and on forever, but just a little blurb on each place. Atomic, what is it like? Why do you love it so much? Because I know you do love it. You better get ready. You know, it's one of them deals that's going to start. It's going to be fast early. It's going to be rough early. It'll slow down and slick off. But when you when you strap in for qualifying, you better get ready and uh, buck up because it's going to be game on. And, and qualifying, it doesn't mean everything there, but it definitely helps when you're starting in the front row of a heat race. So uh, when you get there, you better be ready to run into turn three, facing that wall that's a little sketchy to people. So you're, you you got to do it if you want to be good there. So you just go there and do that, and then – that helps make the rest of the night easy. So that's, I don't know. I love that place. I got my first outlaw win there and, uh, Hopefully, I can get my next Lucas Oil win there. Another uh, another track, Sharon, another Ohio racetrack. Give me your thoughts on Sharon. You know, I really don't have much experience there. The only time I was there was two years ago for the Lucas Oil race. Um, I went there all the time with my dad. I remember watching him racing there all the time. It's definitely a lot flatter than what Atomic is, you know. Um, the only time I raced there, I did run fourth. The track conditions weren't quite the way everyone wanted them. There was a little rough from all the rain that day, but... Uh, that could happen again this weekend, so we just got to be ready for anything, and uh, hopefully we come out of there with another solid run. You mentioned Hagerstown, that you've never raced there. Obviously, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen Dirt on Dirt highlights. I know your dad has talked to you about it endlessly. Give me your Hagerstown take. You don't know a lot about the place, but tell me about it, what you what you do know. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a long, long straightaways, paperclip corners. Uh, the last two years, I seem like I've ran pretty good at those long racetracks like that. Uh, it's different than Shawano up in Wisconsin, but it's kind of similar you know it's long straightaways sharp corners you got to let off getting in the corners so uh it's it's i'm interested i'm excited to go there and race uh, i remember watching the race last year where tyler bear was like really good and i was i was pumped for him so uh, hopefully we can outrun him and everyone else there saturday lastly one of the most underrated tracks in the country i think it's been a sprint car haven for a long time and is now a super late model <laughs> place also in port royal one of the coolest tracks in the country i'm watching some video of you there now uh, just tell me about port royal dev I love that place. I'm waiting on them to put a big old late model show on for us. You know, I, think, I agree. I think Lucas needs to talk them into doing it. I, we could have a massive two day show there. Um, it beautiful facility, amazing racing. You know, it, it rained on us both years, both of the last two years, and we've still been able to race on it a little bit. So I'm excited that we started a little earlier in the day. So I think it's going to be different track conditions than what I'm used to there, but it's going to be, awesome as it always is this year for you one of the interesting things to me that was you were really on your own for the first time while you raced for ty the past few years you never really spent a ton of time away from home or from ohio everybody knows that moran family racing is a tight-knit bunch all li kind of living together living around the same area around muskingum and everything there but this is your first time really away from the family. What has living in North Carolina on your own been like? What are the biggest adjustments? Other than I'm guessing you're doing your own laundry all the time. I have a feeling that's probably happening. But what are some of those adjustments? You are wrong. You are wrong. Who's doing your laundry for you? We've, we've got a laundry mat right across the race shop. And I just drop it off. And the kind ladies over there get it done for Wiley and myself. They do all the laundry for the race team, so life's, life's easy on that side. Of well, time, I can, uh, Swab's, Swab's going to join us in a second, Derek. I can check off doing own laundry off this list. I know he's not doing that. So, <laughs> Okay, so what else? What are the other biggest adjustments, Devin? I mean, really, it's just a different schedule, you know. I This is more of a work schedule than what I've been used to. A lot of racers kind of are on their own time, but uh, the way we've got things uh, here at Dumbbench and Motorsports, we get up, we get to work, we do what we got to do, and then we can go home. Um, it's, it's a good thing though. It keeps us organized and keeps us ready. 
um, keeps us more of a structure. Um, with the way Kemp Lamb and them have created this uh, team, it's awesome that there's four of us, counting myself, working all the time, getting stuff ready. Um, I feel like we are one of the most prepared teams, and we should be because of because of what he's done, you know. So that's that's definitely helped. Um, last year, when it was Wiley and myself, we'd we'd start working at nine or ten and not get done till midnight every single night of the week last year. So um, I think it's just going to keep me crisp and cre- keep me uh, racing better than I was last year because of that. But living wise, um, it's just different, you know. <laughs> I I I don't get a hang out with my brothers and go ride four wheelers or do something else. Um, obviously I'm still learning the area and seeing what's happening. Um, I'll definitely get some toys going here before too long. We got to have some fun. You know, uh, we're still, we're still kids. We're, we're business when we need to be business and serious when we have to be, but we still like to have fun, you know, uh, go pass the football or ride four wheelers or go do something, you know? So, uh, it's, it's good. It's just an adjustment. And, uh, I'm sure it's going to be great here in the next couple months. Some quick hitters, Devin. Best thing about the state of North Carolina is what? The, the, other than Duke basketball, of course, what is the best thing about the state of North Carolina, Devin? I would say the temperature in March. It was perfect. You know, it wasn't <laughs> too hot. It wasn't too cold. I was, I was kind of calling my mom and dad every other day, or they were calling me vice versa, and they would complain about how cold it was. I was like, hey, it's 65, 70 degrees. I got shorts and a T-shirt on, so I was kind of rubbing that into them. Uh, last two quick hitters. Best thing about Wayne Castleberry. Give me your best Castleberry. You got an impression of him? You got anything? Just give me your best Wayne Castleberry. Oh, <laughs> best Wayne Castleberry. Ah, that one's tough. I don't know. He definitely takes a lot of heat off of us for uh, for different things, getting stuff prepared for us. You know, he doesn't have an easy job. And I definitely want to learn his job, but he he does what he has to do and does what he needs to do for our team. And he he looks out for Dumbenton Ford and Dumbenton Motorsports a lot. You know, and you got to respect a guy who uh, who looks looks out for their team like that. So that's, that's pretty cool. I will say last, a uh, quick hitter. Do you use the term y'all yet? Have you started saying y'all now that you're an official Southerner? Are you saying y'all? I don't think I say y'all. I might slip it in there every once in a while. <laughs> Sometimes I do it just kidding around with people, you know, but I don't think I, I say it too often. I'm still, I'm still a Yankee. So they'd say, all right, that's good. And the final question, everybody knows that we successfully managed to get your brother Wiley, a girlfriend, several years. It took us several years, but it finally <laughs> worked out. When, he, did we, when did we start that? I, it, I feel like dirt on dirt is entering its 12th year, 13th season covering stuff. It feels like a hundred. I think it was at least Derek. What do you think? Derek, was it five or six years ago? Swap. What did we I think start it was, that? I think it was uh 2014 when we had, uh, when I had, it started at East Bay, didn't it? It, it started at East Bay. Bay, and then it started on a Suave Talk when you were on there. We had like a whole segment. We had like a beautiful like graphic for him. <laughs> Get him. Wiley a girlfriend. I remember people that were was tweeting awful. at him. He was getting numbers it's, left and right, but now he found the girl. But we did dreams. it right. So we successfully. I mean, the only credit goes to us, not Wiley at all in any way. So we made this happen for him. So it's <laughs> it's we've proven that we're good at helping the Moran family out. Devin, what would you like us to get you? We obviously make things happen for the Morans. Tell us what you want, and we'll try to make it happen go ahead what, what do you need bud uh, a win shoot. i don't know <laughs> I, i'll take a couple wins uh i'll tell you you need to talk to big don getting the um, skin county speedway and that whole four race swing live on dirt on dirt uh here in a couple uh in july i think dad would like that so instead of helping me help my dad out and get that thing rolling for him he's, how about that he's always thinking about the family swap he's always thinking i think those morans are like mafia almost yeah. you know what i mean they're always thinking about <laughs> he's the a family. family man and we gave him the prairie dirt classic title last yeah, year yeah, so yeah we got another to the fairberry win you, too so. for god's sake too so all i gotta say hey, about i'll that. take that one hopefully hopefully i take that one again this year right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
The Lucas Ole Metal Dirt Series, not with a doubleheader, not with a triple header, but a quadruple header this weekend. Atomic, Sharon, Hagerstown, and Port Royal, all four awesome tracks. Get out and get to the shows this weekend. You will not be disappointed. Devin Moran, good luck, bud. Like I said, you come in this weekend fourth in points. I kind of got a feeling you're going to get a win this weekend. I think one of these four is going to prove fruitful, fruitful for you. Uh, give Wiley our best. Give everybody down there at Dunn-Benson our best, and good luck this weekend, buddy. Hey, thank you, guys. Hopefully, I do get that win. I do just want to give a shout-out. Uh, Big River Steel, uh, they've been jumped on board this year, and it's been awesome. Uh, Gets go. Um, Dumb Benson Ford, you know, with Kemp Land and everyone. It's just, it really has been a cool experience, and it's it's been fun so far. So I'm excited to get out there and uh, keep on rolling. All right. Thanks, Dev. We appreciate it. We are back after the break with Suave's Lock of the Week and Alley's World back in a few on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. One of the Heartland's greatest motorsports events is coming back to Lucas Oil Speedway. It's the 27th annual Lucas Oil Show Me 100. Presented by Protect the Harvest. This is fast family fun at its finest. When the cars of the late Mong Dirt Series battle for ultimate supremacy on the track. It's three full nights of the wildest dirt track motorsports mayhem. At one of the nation's premier motorsports facilities. It all happens May 23rd through the 25th. And it's only at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. For tickets and info, visit lucasoilspeedway.com. New studio turn, but same great sponsors, and that includes Mark Martin Automotive. Cannot say enough about all they do for us. The official live production partner of DOD. If you're looking for a new or used vehicle, seriously, don't be ridiculous. Go to markmartinautomotive.com. Turn, they will deliver vehicles you buy. They will deliver them to you. They will pick you up at an airport if you fly into Arkansas. What more do you need? MarkMartinAutomotive.com, the best in the business. That's Mark, Lance, and everyone. Thank you for all you do for DirtOnDirt.com. Before we left for the break to build the new studio, we started a new segment on Dirt on Dirt that had immediate positive feedback. And once again, proved turn that I am the Howard Stern 
of dirt late model racing. Why is that? Because I make stars turn. I'm a star maker. Turn, I'm a king maker. I took you, I took Derek Kessinger, and now I took Allie. Three otherwise just lumps of clay. You know what I mean? Just, just nobodies, really. Just no star potential, no anything. I took the three of you turn and have molded you into something. Suave, would you not agree? That's a lie, because I revitalized your career. You're actually, uh, you know, you're by yourself with Amber and Todd, and you needed, you know, the extra oomph to get, you know, through life. So I wow. give through, me a little credit, a little through, bit. Come through on. Through life. Yes. How about that? He got me through life. Uh, the point of this is she will be making her second appearance on Late Model Live tonight within two months of social media notes. She's got built up, too. she got two months of social media notes built up. Here we go. Allie Callis with Allie's World. This open, by the way. I just love it, Turn. I just absolutely love it. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, if you don't remember, Allie handles social media at DirtOnDirt.com and is constantly coming across stuff that she loves from late model racing. Allie, I know we've got a lot going on this week, so I'm just going to let you start it off. Fire away. You lead me through, Allie. What is first? Go one by one with all your social media notes. Allie, what do we got? Okay, so the first one <laughs> is from Jason Fager's racing page. Yes. And it's an old picture of Fager with the mohawk. You, do you like and this mohawk this look or no? <laughs> um, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a safe answer. That that's is, a, that is. Safe, it's, it's, it's a safe answer. It's not, it's not the look that I'm used to seeing for Fager. I, I don't necessarily remember the Mohawk day. I remember but I it well. I definitely appreciate this photo. Okay. All right. Uh, turn maybe boost Allie's audio up there a little bit, too. I want to drive her through the speakers. Can All we right. do that a little bit? Uh, Allie, what do you got bit. next? Mohawk in the rearview mirror. What do you got next? All right. Next. Uh, so after the Lucas Oil stop at Brownstown, Bobby Pierce tweeted, can anybody get a picture of me uh, or a video of me on two wheels at Brownstown? And Jonathan Davenport tweeted back at him, I got one of you on one wheel. And it's a picture <laughs> of little Bobby. <laughs> so young. Precocious. How old do we think he is in that picture, Derek? Seven, 17? How old do you think he is? Uh, he, is the, he is, I would say, 14 or 15 there with that Pierce Posse Black 32 car. Yeah, so. that's probably true. I don't know, but that, that is a good photo there, Allie. <laughs> I, I like it. What do we got next? Next. So the Lucas Oil Series social media has started doing this throwback where they post these pictures of their drivers from when they're really young. And this picture is of Jimmy Owen. Oh. He's showing off his fire suit. He's a model. In his living room. There's a lot to digest in this picture, Allie. The amount of hair Jimmy Owens has, for one. Um, it, it, that's, Owens isn't really kind of known for showing his personality. That's what strikes me here, Allie. What do you think? Yeah, he he's kind of a quiet guy in the pits sometimes, so him showing off his fire suit like that is pretty funny. Do we think he's chewing gum in this photo, probably? I mean, he's always chewing gum. Absolutely. 100%. All right. All right. I think you got a ton more. I mean, there's two months worth here, so what else do we got? Oh, yeah. Got some more. So this one is from Josh Langley, and he tweeted, should sell our race cars and buy a boat with Mother Nature <laughs> acting dumb. I feel like this is the most relatable tweet. Everybody has probably felt that way at some point. By the way, life. you yeah. I was going to read a few of your tweets when we're done here. You have been weather intensive with your tweets lately. So is this, did this one speak to you or what is it? It definitely speaks to me because I am over Mother Nature. <laughs> okay, what else? Oh. Uh, next is from Riley Hickman. 
and it's his two sons. They are working on tires. And the best part about this isn't the fact that he's got his sons working in the shop with him. It's that Tyler Millwood tweets back at him, uh, child labor laws. Uh, you're very plugged in. Like, I mean, when you're on the Riley Hickman, Tyler Millwood Twitter beat, you are plugged in, Allie Callis. I got to be honest with you. You are, I love both those guys, but you are, uh, you're all over it. Oh, yeah. Is that it? You got more? Uh, no, we have more. Okay, Next. keep going. Keep going. And this one, I, I can't help but appreciate this one. This is from Scott Blomquist. And this happened before his accident. Sure. He tweeted, making room for making room on the shelf for a fifth globe. Hashtag no weak links. And then and sure. I appreciate this reason. Now, but first, the timing is what you're talking about here, right? Well, first, it's so Scott to put out <laughs> a tweet like that. Get people all riled up. I love it. Um, second. Will he get another globe? Well, he he. I think he'll be back this year by the World 100, though, right? So even with the tweet, maybe he will be back, though. Like he's saying, we will be back for the World 100. Yay? Nay? I mean, if he makes it back for the World 100, I would definitely not count him out. Well, well thank, well, thank you for that breaking news. You're not counting Scott Bloomquist out at Eldora, <laughs> Allie. Thank, thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I really went out on a limb. Yes, thank you. Allie. Thank you. What else? Uh, these are from Scott McBride over the weekend. Love this one. I've seen this one. So it's a picture of a car with duct tape numbers on it. And he tweeted, I will pay somebody money to make this exact replica for me on iRacing. So it's this car with duct tape numbers. And not long after it's a picture of the car, (laughs) I guess the engine is blown or he's got something going on. And he tweets, Scott McBride is a great follow on Twitter. Um, You know, I I don't read everything he does. So if he's done something questionable, by the way, I'm not saying I support it, Scott. I have no idea if you have it or not. I'm just saying every once in a while I come across some Scott McBride tweets. There's some good ones, and there's some very. I turn reads them too. He's he's a good follow on Twitter. He's very good. Yeah, we saw this at Farmer City, and we were all cracking up at that one. All right, and the last one is from today and this is so tyler herb uh he posted a picture of one of his door panels and it says door for sale 250 dollars to the first person to paypal me and that will be at the lucas races this weekend gets it this is the og original gangster right side this side gave scott the business at brunswick has seen mud in all five states also won 15k last weekend all proceeds go to help Colby Richmond get a haircut fund. T-shirts only last till your wife washes them with bath towels. This store will last you a lifetime. <laughs> I love it. Turbo, like... I mean, you can't help <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what, like, what is going on in the mind of Turbo is what I'd like to know sometimes. <laughs> Suave, you know Turbo better than any of us. Can you break this down for us, this post? Uh, it's just Turbo being Turbo. Basically, he's calling out his... Uh, Young crew guy, Colby Richmond, you know, uh, that he needs to get a haircut because that guy has flow for days. Yeah, don't you be thinking you're ever going to grow your hair that I long. I think we ever. are. No. I think Look, we should, turn. It's already think, getting turn? a little long for my taste anyway, Swab. Oh, my goodness. By the way, don't just you like relax. how Swab kind of sits in this chair, turn? He's just kind of like he's so relaxed. You know what I mean? I like this. Because it's a relaxing show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, by the way, turn Allie a bigger star or Derek a bigger star? What do you think? I mean... Probably BDN. Allie, right? BDN, Allie. Oh, goodness gracious. Allie, hey, before you go, BD- re- I want to read some of your tweets, Allie, okay, um, from this oh, week. Yay. Okay, so here we go. This one was from a few days ago, April 8th. Riding the struggle bus into school this morning, three more weeks of student teaching. I got this, I think, facepalm. 
Uh, Luke Combs. That's it. That's the tweet. Who's Luke Combs, by the way? Country singer. Oh. You don't know who Luke Combs is? I don't know who Luke Combs is. I'm sorry. Uh, this you is my. be ashamed. This is my favorite one. I should not be ashamed. I realize that McDonald's oatmeal is really just instant oatmeal, but it's so freaking good is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> it is so good. Okay, by it the is. way, I don't know who Luke Combs is. Do you know who George Harrison is? No. He was in the Beatles, Allie. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I can't be. You don't even know the Beatles. I can't be ashamed for not knowing the, the most recent bedazzled jean wearing country star that you liked. I can't Amen. be upset about that. Um, I take that. Uh, I'm trying to find one more. You had another good tweet here recently. I don't have to set an alarm for tomorrow morning, and that is the best feeling. Aww. <laughs> it is the best feeling. All right, Allie Callis. I think you'll be back uh, <laughs> maybe not next week or the week after, but uh, sometime in May with Allie's World. We appreciate it. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. I don't know, Turn. I think I think she's better than Derek. I think she's a bigger star. I mean, I think it's up for debate, for sure. I don't know that it's a debate, quite it's honestly. Kind of a, it's one way. So. Uh, I think Allie might uh, be the bigger star than Swab, but Swab does have the longer-running segment, and he gets to do it live tonight in studio. I'm excited about it. Here we go. <clears throat> i got to get my pipes ready. First time ever, Swab's Lock of the Week live in studio. Swab's Lock of the Week. <laughs> different year same results sure i've started this season one and three but i've yet to hit the panic button <laughs> if anything I'm hitting, I'm hitting the panic button is probably there. nervous because he knows i have that clutch gene yes it's a real thing the clutch gene this weekend the lucas oil late model dirt series has a four race swing in the ohio valley in the mid-atlantic region and my lock is a simple one there will be four races with four different winners with the stiff competition of the Lucas Oil regulars, and you throw in some woo regulars like Brandon Shepard, not to mention some great regional talent like Austin Hubbard and Jason Covert, there will be a different winner every night. <coughs> I'm about to get hot, Turney boy, so everyone needs to hop on to, to the Suave Express, and that's Suave's Lock of the Week. Let's go, baby. I'm going to get hot here. Oh, I can feel turn, it. Do we have the whole thing? Do we got the, do we got the record? Or how, what happens now? There, it, there Yeah, there it is. is. This is how hot he is. He's Ooh. one in three right now. He's one in three. Turn, was it worse having to hear it live than on I, recorded, do you think? Or what, <laughs> what was your thoughts on that? Well, usually, like, when we play it, I get to mute my mic and I get to laugh at all the stupid things he says. But now I have to like control myself because I'm my, my mic's hot. So. We will take our final commercial break. I'll be digging through old newspapers when we come back turn. Look at this. Look at this right here. I want to hold this up. Can you, can you put me on? There you go. Old newspapers. Old National Dirt Digest. Dan Schlieper winning the North South 100. I'll be digging through old newspapers as part of a new weekly segment. Late Model Live back after this. second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. 
late model race in Australia. This is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my butt here, Ryan. Uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, two to go, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Taylor Earp. Slide job for Earp. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Earp to the race lead. Earp wins. Earp takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. How about that great moment in Hagerstown history? Lucas be there Saturday night. I'm almost ashamed to say this, but I have been to Hagerstown three times, and I was rained out all three times I've been there. Every time I got rained out, I have still not seen a complete race there through the checkered flag of the feature in person. But as a kid, it's one of those places I just think of. I think Hagerstown, I call it a top 10 historic dirt late model track. Uh, that kind of tied into something I wanted to talk about before we finish the show off. You can kind of see, turn, go to the shot from over there, the new one that we just installed today. You can see above the dirt on dirt lights back here. Turn, you got it for me? I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. a little slow on the uptake tonight. Don't you think, Suave, a little bit? You know, He's rusty. Yeah, he's a little rusty. I kind of wow. feel like uh, The DOD lights right here, above those are five historic National Dirt Digests. It's Brian Burkoffer's World 100 win, his last lap pass. Bloomer winning the dream. Donnie Moran winning a World 100, or winning the million. Uh, Bob Pierce's amazing North-South 100 victory. And Steve Francis's World 100 cover. Uh, National Dirt Digest was a newspaper. Brian McLeod and those guys. Just absolutely Todd Turner, of course, who works for us now, shaped my life. There's a lot of that historic Dirt Late Model stuff in here. And you see right here, too, Dirt Late Model magazines autographed by Earl Baltus there on the left. And the famous Scott Bloomquist beret cover. Remember, Bloomer wore a beret for a while, Swap. Swap, maybe you should do a beret. I like it. Would you let me wear it at a track? I, if Bloomer can do it, you can. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Let's okay, do it. Yeah, Come let's on. do it. Maybe Bloomer in the beret. And, and Swap, I just love that cover. I'll have to show it, it up. It is a great cover. But it's one thing I wanted to do every week as I kind of <laughs> came back to the last break was grab a National Dirt Digest. This one, of course, the Wisconsin Wildman, Dan Schlieper, wins the North-South 100 and an atomic victory. And I just wanted to open to some random pages and pick something out. Here you go. This, by the way, from September 6, uh, 3rd through the 16th of 2003, so 16 years ago, Dutch Davies gets a max win at the, uh, where was this racetrack at? Oh, in East Smithport. Yeah, in East Smithport, PA. So Dutch Davies grabbing a max win. What else do we got in here, Turn This is uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, Renegade Dirt Car Series or the Star Series. Victory is going to Chubb Frank and Mike Balzano at I-79 in Portsmouth Raceway Park. I think there's even a little Fairbury love for you in here. Yes, yeah, Wob, look at this one right here. Don O'Neill survived late race mistake to win a Prairie Dirt Classic. Look at a young look Don O'Neill. Shane and Bab next it, to him. It, him and Bab as part of the uh, Petrov Posse days roughly here. So just some cool stuff. I just wanted to pick this stuff up and, uh, and, and every week kind of thumb through an old paper. Here we go, too. Here is the uh, WDRL Polydome series. 
in September, uh, oh no, excuse me, August 19th and 20th and 21st, Echo Valley Davenport races, Steve Francis and Brian Burkoffer winning WDRL races, Donnie Barnhart wins at Little Rock. Uh, We may scan some of these and kind of go through (laughs) some of these, but every year, I just wanted to go over these every show. There it is again. Look at that. Dan Schlieper, who got on just an insane hot streak this year and won the North-South 100. Look how good a shape these are in, by the way, Derek. I mean, these are immaculate conditions. Yeah, you have like three or four giant containers. Some of them are actually in their like original wrap. So oh, you at, uh, took great care of them. Look at this. The I love this too, by the way. The last page was always called the checkered flag. A crewman for Missouri driver Mike Hammerly tries to get a few pounds of pressure out of the left rear tire. And look at that. The guy standing <laughs> on the tire. Yeah. Oh, you know it's an old paper. The old That's CJ, still the same car he CJ drives. CJ Rayburn ad. Notice the fonts and everything on this two turn are very. Dirt on dirtish now the with Todd's, Todd, Turner-ish. Todd Turner's yes. influence. So anyway, I was going to do this probably once a week, once every other week. Just grab an old National Dirt Digest, uh, check some headlines. There was actually one more little thing in here. You could probably make a whole show out of oh this. Oh my stuff. God, I would love to, and if, if I would love to talk to Brian McLeod about uh, about getting some of this stuff. Um, there was one more little headline in here. I wanted to read. Oh, rainy Labor Day weekend turn. Look at all the rainouts on, uh, on on Labor Day this year. There, look at this. Look at this Todd Turner headline. Last thing I'll show. Dandy Dan, Dandy Dan. Schlieper tops pass happy field at Florence. That was the old black ice Florence. Days. Didn't he win the World 100 later that yes, year too? So just he's just an unbelievable hot streak, hot like streak. you said. So anyway, turn. We're going to finish the show strong with five to go. At a little uh, trip down memory lane. Here we go. Number five, MLRA ended their season at Lucas Oil Speedway back in October, and they will now begin this year right back at base camp, as I call it. Wheatland, Missouri, Friday and Saturday for two complete shows, 3,000 a win each night. The early season MLRA races at Lucas Oil Speedway, they're cool, too, because not a lot of racing around the Midwest yet, so you get guys like the Simpsons and some of the Arkansas cars to come. This weekend, I like Will Vaught uh, to get at least one of those. He was sporty there last year, and that guy right there, the double zero, Jesse Stovall, to get... The other one, MLRA lid lifter at Lucas Oil Speedway this weekend. Number four, Jim Long continues to churn out big races at Fayetteville Motor Speedway in North Carolina. He had a 10,000 to win Carolina Carolina Clash race the last weekend of March, and now a 5,000 to win ultimate race this Saturday, the Boom City Oval. Been racier, too, as Jim and his team have put a lot of time and effort into the place. Ross Bales, I think he's going to go. I think he gets a hot hand. He rides the hot streak for a second straight week and gets the victory in the Tar Heel State this coming weekend turn. Number three, one of my absolute favorite under-the-radar races all year is the Will McGarry Tribute at I-30 Speedway in Little Rock, Arkansas, once again sanctioned by the Comp Cam Series, which is now under the watch of Chris and Jack Sullivan, both good friends of ours. This event honors fallen police officer Will McGarry and is such a cool spectacle every year. It's 5,000 to win Saturday night. We will have coverage. And I think Billy Moyer hangs around his home state and wins this one on the bull ring. Good luck to Tracy Clay, Chris Sullivan, and everybody in the natural state. Derek, did you know natural state? That's the nickname. Yes, I did. In Arkansas this weekend. Number two, a lot like Fayetteville, Brownstown, Indiana, not bashful starting their season either. Chris Tilly Myers' series is there Saturday night for 5,000 to win. And this pick should have been Derek Kessinger's lock of the week, but he's a big dum-dum, and he didn't pick it. Kent Robinson going to win this weekend. Book it. Take it to the bank. Good luck to Jim Price and everybody at the Jackson County Fairgrounds. And number one, we've had LaSalle's big show. We've had Farmer City's big show. And now Peoria gets in on the Illinois action. 5,000 to win Chuck Hamilton Memorial on Saturday night. And Jason Fager is D-U-E-Doo. 
after some bad luck at Farmer City. I think the 25 car is going to shake off the winter cobwebs, go back to a track he's won a lot of races at, and cash his first winner's check of the season. He's going to high side hustle his way to five grand at P Town Saturday night. That was five to go. Turn, I want to offer you a bonus one also. Two bonus. Can I do that? Sure. Why not? It's my show. Two bonus uh, five to goes. Ray Cook Spring Nationals is live at Clay Valley Speedway and Smoky Mountain this weekend, and we will have live coverage of both of those. But remember, Clay Valley's that old asphalt track that is now a dirt track, and Ray Cook said it best. He said old asphalt tracks make hellacious dirt track facilities, and Clay Valley is no exception. Terry has been awesome, and our entire staff, as we've got things going with them for this weekend, Clay Valley Friday, Smoky Mountain for 10000 Saturday night. Who told us they were going to Smoky Mountain earlier? Kyle Strickler, right? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be yeah. there. Kyle Strickler, Strickler this the weekend. Company. So you, in the Wells car. So, uh, but both those, check those out. Clay Valley and Smoky Mountain is part of that turn. We have a boatload. A, a buttload or a boatload? Let's go with boatload. Let's go with buttload. A boatload, <laughs> a butt slash boatload of coverage this weekend. Where all are the Dirt Under cameras? We have Lucas Oil, Atomic, Sharon, Hagerstown, Port Royal. All weekend, all Lucas covered, head to toe. We also have MLRA from Lucas Oil Speedway, Spring Nationals from Clay Valley, and Smoky Mountain. Those are live. Ten live. bucks if you're a subscriber. Ten bucks if Ten you're bucks. a subscriber. Ten bucks. What a bargain. Can't beat what it. What a bargain. Can't friggin' beat it. Mars at Brownstown, UMP at Peoria. Unfortunately, it's not me going this this weekend. Uh, I don't know. I'm UMP really the video beer. director. Yeah, I, I could send you. That's true. Derek, send them. Send them where you want, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we'll also have uh, CompCam series from I-30 and Ultimate from Fayetteville. How about that? What a friggin' weekend of, of highlights and reaction and interviews and stories and photos this weekend. Some live shows coming up as well, Turn. Yes, indeed. This weekend. How about that? Clay Valley, 10 bucks Friday night. Spring Nationals, first ever time working with Ray Cook's tour. Saturday turn as well. We've got Smoky Mountain, that 10,000 win show. 10 bucks. You're going to watch each one. 10 bucks in our partnership with Speed Shift. Thank you to Darren and those guys for working that out. Uh, turn, the weekend after that, this is pretty cool too. The Slocum 50, this awesome race at 34 Raceway. If Love you're a subscriber, how much does this cost? Zero point zero dollars. Zero dollars. Free for subscribers. Guess what else that night turned? The Atomic 100. If you're a subscriber, how much does it cost? Zero dollars. I mean, there is some bang for your buck in your subscription the next couple of weekends, guys. Atomic and 34 free, and then not free turn. This one is not free. To round out the month of April, Lucas Oil at making our sixth year in a row there. How long have you been here? That was your first weekend. Four, two, 2014 so 14, was my 15, first 15, weekend 15, 18, there. 19, yeah. sixth time in a row, we will do the Lucas Oil Race at Macon One Live. of my favorite shows all year. We have a heavy dose of Kevin Kovac memorial notes, even Suave getting in. Uh, we have not talked about this during the show yet, but the Cody Summer-Scott Bloomquist partnership, Derek Kessinger. Um, the news kind of broke as we were putting the show together, so I didn't stock the show full of it, and Kovac is writing a story on it as well. I guess you look at it as Cody is a part owner of Bloomquist Racing now, and agent is not the right word, but it makes you wonder, is he sort of handling Scott's business affairs now? Are we going to see this more in dirt track racing? We mentioned that NASCAR influence, that corporate influence. Are we going to see a little bit more of this? And also, Derek, for you, it said in the press release, this is not my words, this is Cody's and his, that Scott's never been able to... He's had chaos around him where he's not been able to deal with the business as much as he needed to. Now he's got somebody to do that. Does that mean Scott's that much better, Derek? I think he'll be, I mean, he's still going to be his typical Scott racing, but I think maybe some of the, I don't know, I guess the word is shenanigans around him that always uh, Showing circles. up late to the track, things yes, like that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shenanigans could maybe shenanigans, like. Shenanigans, I like that. Shenanigans, yes. 
could get cut back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you had this like ten to fifteen years ago, then we could see like you know just total world domination. But well, he's already the best to ever do it, right? Yeah, so but I like, think it yeah. came, I think it came in like double the wins on some double. Yes, I'm telling you, like if he had that, I, I really double. honestly think if he had a manager throughout his entire career, he'd have double the wins. <sighs> like he would have like maybe fourteen. He's already wins. got what does he got five hundred? Does he have a thousand already? No, I said like from ten years ago on. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's not you. his whole career. I'm with you. Well, you Come know on. what? I, I think um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think that uh, there's a vision here. These two have a vision. Cody and Scott, they're sharing this vision. They think it's going to work out. Uh, what I find interesting is the whole idea. And like I said, it said in the press release, Scott is only focusing on racing now. How will that play out? We'll see. I mean, I think, uh, like I said, agent isn't the right word. I don't know if Cody would even call it that, but just the idea that. Scott has someone sort of repping him now. Will be an interesting thing to follow over the next couple of weeks. Look for Kevin Kovac's story on that coming up as well. I didn't want to step on Kevin's toes. He gets sensitive, guys. Yes, he does. Uh, you know that. Uh, also, a couple other things. Uh, Derek and I will be launching a podcast sometime this year. I'd like to do it this spring. Might be early summer. But as you see with the new studio setup, turn, show me the aerial again. Give me the aerial again. Give me the aerial. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier. We'll be able to have uh, guests come in, and we'll flip this couch around, and they'll sit right here. Derek and I can podcast together. We're going to do some fun stuff. Uh, so look for the podcast coming this uh, this year at some point. Turn, this is where I have to talk to Dirt Track fans, okay? Listen, yeah, look them in the eye. Everybody is bitching slash complaining slash laughing at NASCAR, I guess, about their crowd at Bristol. Listen, no, the crowd was not didn't look spectacular. It is not as good as it was 10 years ago. We all know that. I generally have the feeling, though, when NASCAR is healthier, dirt track racing is healthier. Yeah, so, Derek, you agree with me there. Like, just saying, oh, ha, 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 NASCAR's crowds are down. How does that benefit us? That doesn't really help us. Um, and also this. Here's the, what I love. Bristol, nobody there. Farmer City was packed. Okay, again, Bristol holds. Turn, what does it hold? What do we determine? 162. Okay, so yeah. there was still probably forty to 50,000 people at Bristol. 40,000, call it. There was probably three to 4,000 at Farmer City, which I'm thrilled for Farmer City, don't get me wrong, but what are we doing here? There's still 37,000 more people at this race that you're pointing a finger at saying there was no one at. We got to pump the brakes a little bit. NASCAR's still drawing big-ass crowds. They're just not as full as they used to be. Am I right? Somebody help me out. Yeah, and the racing was actually... Very good. Uh, very good. The racing has actually been good for most of the NASCAR race, and I think they did a poll that like 90% of people thought that race was good on Sunday. So, And I don't get like, like people bash like NASCAR because it's obviously led some dirt track people into the racing, you know, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse. So we need NASCAR, and I think, I think NASCAR is realizing they need dirt track racing. I think it's going to be coming in uh, – joining together, and I think that uh, it's getting closer and closer, like you said, yeah. at the beginning of the show. We're going to talk about that next week a little bit. Try to get Clint Boyer on next week. See if uh, him, him probably, pick pick his brain on this whole thing. Uh, I thought it was cool that Donald McIntosh, back with that blunt motorsports ride, had a good run over the weekend. Brandon Overton, something was made of this, that he was he it was announced he signed his paperwork with the World of Outlaws <laughs> to run the tour, and then did not show up at Farmer City. I called Brandon before the show, and I asked him, he said, yeah, we did sign the paperwork, but we just realized we had too much to do at home. We had to circle the wagons. We needed to get our heads right. We're going to stick around home a little bit more and then go out on the road later in the year. So he will not run the World of Outlaws. But that was not a fake news story. He did sign the paperwork. They were really kind of considering it slash going to do it. And they decided, hey, we need to circle the wagons and make sure everything is right here first. By the way, Delmas Conley, 77 years old, winning at Atomic uh, this past weekend. By the way, Turn, what is our, what is our slogan here at Dirt on Dirt? Dirt on Dirt? All late models, 
Oh, oh, that, that That's, slogan. The slogan, you know, we've had it for 13 years. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All late models, all, all the, the time. time. Uh, this weekend, though, a little something bonus for you, I think, um, is, a, you know, I've noticed we work with uh, Dirt Vision on the Fast Pass situation for the Outlaw Late Models and the Sprint Car Series. This weekend, obviously, there is no Outlaw Late Model race for several weeks. We might do a live look-in turn on a World of Outlaw Sprint Car race this weekend. All late models, most, most, most of, of the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're going to make that uh, details available in the coming days. Got to sort out a few things with our partners at Dirt Vision on that one. But yeah, uh, maybe a live look-in on a World of Outlaw Sprint Car race on Dirt on Dirt this weekend, and you'd get that as a late model fast pass holder. How about so, that? Um, if you like the sprint cars, if you like, this is my move. If you like the sprint cars, you can watch a little bit of that this weekend. Uh, Kovac sent me a couple notes. Chris Ferguson sat out last weekend having LASIK eye surgery on his left eye. He said it seems to have gone well, and if everything remains good, he will race this weekend. Uh, Lucas races at Hagerstown and Port Royal, uh, but likely be at Smoky Mountain. So good luck to Fergie recovery. Tony Jackson, did you see him on a late model race this past weekend, Suave? What chassis was he in? He, no, well, oh, man, that, that's a – don't listen to him, Tony. It was an asphalt late model race, oh, idiot. My. Tony Jackson wins a pavement late model race at I-44, his first asphalt start in five years. He's going to run more asphalt racing this year. So whatever, right? So much for dirt on dirt. <laughs> we're talking sprint cars. <laughs> we're talking pavement late models. Let's round it out with a good story. Look at our good buddy, Matt Long, uh, in this awesome wrap, the 55 car. I love that to honor his dad, Ty. Matt goes out and gets a win in his first race of the season in April. Show him and get out of the car. There he you know is. What? Look what, at, a what a stud. stud. You know why he's got a wind turn, or in Derek? Because Amber Long, his wife, this intense workout regiment right now, she's practically a supermodel right now. And oh, Long yeah. knows if he doesn't start winning races, he's going to lose her. Yes. She basically uh, only dates Matt because of his racing ability, so he had to get a win there. So, <laughs> the, yeah, I'm happy to see him get a win. And I, w- I want to get him in a late model up here. You know, he's always racing down there because of his job yes. and stuff. But he can take a summer vacation to come race up here. And, uh, you know, you do you and uh, obviously um, Amanda Simpson, Chris Simpson's wife, Amanda, um, is in love with Derek. Maybe Amber Long, Matt's wife as well. So, you know, these driver's wives have to be careful around Star's going to get bit. mad. But. Derek's girlfriend, Star, who is um, who is much too good looking for Derek. So Agreed. I think we all kind yeah, of agreed yeah. that. Agreed. Guys, it felt good to be back. It felt good to shake the rust off. Uh, it mainly turns rust. Uh, wow. Don't forget, 10 bucks. you can watch the Spring Nationals live this weekend if you're a Dirt on Dirt subscriber. First time ever as we escalate our relationship with Ray Cook and his series down south. We hope you enjoy the new studio as much as we do. Look for so much more from DirtOnDirt.com this year as we continue to grow. We will only keep upping the ante to bring you everything we've got. This is only the beginning. Remember, we are late model people. We're the late model people. For 13 years and running, we are the dirt late model people. For Turn, Suave, and everybody else, go to the overhead shot. We'll all wave. We'll all wave. Turn. Good turn. Which one? Turn. Which Just one? pick one, Turn. The one where we can see all three of us. There it is. All three of us wave goodbye. That was Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We'll be right back here next week. <laughs>